see if I can type this title in. Ugh. There we go. Hopefully the title's showing it like this. All right, I'm just gonna give a couple minutes, get people to come in. Uh, I'm driving right now, so that's why. So the, the, I'm doing it like this, that way there's no editing. No really, I mean, I'll take the file and I gotta compress it and export it, that's fine. But I ain't gotta do any major editing. So, Johnny here and I'm finally bringing back the reality check. I'm driving right now, going to the coffee shop. I got about 40 minutes. So this will probably be a short episode. I'll, I'm probably going to pull into the parking lot, chat for a couple more minutes with you guys, and I'm going to head out at that point. So, um, really enjoying this. So for people that know, you know, we did a show the other day, uh, kind of like the Super Party, but we passed on that name gloriously. So it's not that anymore. So the Reality Check and the WNC. WNC is going through a rebranding, a remodeling. This next month's going to be interesting because next month, is the four-year anniversary of us, and that's when we're going to announce the new name, the reorganization, and everything, so that's one thing we're looking forward to, uh, apologies, I might have to cough every so often and clear my throat, usually I try, I just turn off the mic when I do that, but seeing as how I'm driving, can't do that this time around, so, um, Reality Check, I haven't been doing any episodes for a while now, and I wanted to bring it back. And so here I am. So I'm bringing it back. And so here's the thing. I, I know I've talked an episode in a way about a vice on this, like ego, I believe. Um, but I want to equate that in a different way. So today's episode that I'm going to get into, so, I'm, and I'll get into it. So I was listening to a couple of clips on Dave Ramsey. If you've never listened to his show, Dave Ramsey's amazing. The Dave Ramsey show is one of the best financial advice shows you can ever watch it doesn't have to go into depth of like you're not listening to some economist or stockbroker you're not listening to any of that kind of stuff you're listening to a guy who made a lot of who made money came from a family of real estate uh, uh, dealers he got his real estate license at 18 sold his first house three weeks later and he admits that that was stupid and he made his money about 26 he was a millionaire by 30 he was broke and uh, he had to work his way back up and now he's a multi-millionaire and who does radio shows and podcasts all across and speaking events so i was listening to his show and that gave me the idea for today's episode so i love when i when i look in, in this show talking about pride and ego because pride and ego is one of the biggest things that has so much power but only has value that in that we put it in there. We put a dollar value to our pride, to our ego. And so and I, I know I've talked about it here and there in episodes, and I believe I've done an episode strictly on uh, just ego. But this time I want to change it around a little bit. Today's theme is pride in dollars. It could be pride in pounds, pride in, in pesos, I don't, I don't care. I'm an American, so I'm going to say pride in dollars. If you guys are in the UK, pride in pounds, pound sterling, so whatever you want to call it, okay? But pride has a dollar value. Pride and ego has a value equated to whatever value you put into it. Now, 
I've had a real change in my personality this last year. I, many people have known, I'm a pessimist. Okay, I've been very pessimistic about myself. I've been very much so of putting myself down. This last year, uh, apologies if, if you guys hear a pause every so often. Um, every time I see a dead animal on the side of the road, I say a prayer, okay? So I'll be in the middle of a sentence and I'll just say quiet and it's like, yeah, another one, okay? But it's just what I do, okay? I, yeah. So I just saw another one. It's like the second one already since being live on broadcast that I saw. So I'm just, I'm going to do that, okay? Call me crazy if you want. I don't care. <laughs> I'm just hoping for peace for them. So, um, so, here, so here's the thing. Building back my confidence this last year has really helped me reassess some things. Now, I've always been pretty good at finances, uh, being financial and everything. I can balance a checkbook. I can make sure to try to save up. This last year, these last couple of years, I've really gotten better. And this, this last year, I've kicked it into high gear. Now, I'm not penny-pinching up the ass. I'm not doing that. I'm still enjoying some stuff. I just, right now, I'm on my way to the coffee shop. I'm going to spend some money there. And I just bought some Burger King. Not the healthiest of stuff. I bought a little more than I should have. If I wanted a penny pinch, I probably would have spent half the amount of value. But I can afford it. And I was in a good mood and I was hungry. I haven't eaten yet today. Delicious. So, but I've gotten myself pretty good financially. But now, let's. I, I want to show the costs of decisions that I've made. This is not going to be an episode on finances. That's not really a making sense for the reality check. What it is, is what my pride has costed me. I'm going to give great examples of what I have done, how I have messed up royally. Maybe, okay, not royally. I, I, I didn't put a lot of money here or there on some things, but my pride got the best of me and I know it costed me. So here's something. So like, for example, the best thing I can hit up, and it's something that's changed my life in the last few months, was that I finally moved and I've been living with my sister. Okay. My sister has my, my, it was my grandmother's house, rest in peace my grandma. My sister got it after she passed. And uh, a year ago, back uh, this March, a year before, so March of 19, my, my lease ended. And my, well, it was going to end. And my sister before that offered for me to move in with her. I didn't take her up on the offer. I, I didn't do it. I decided... I wanted to keep living where I was living. It's a wonderful city. Um, I was going to deal with the costs and everything. And in fact, I, at the time when I was deciding to, and I renewed my lease, I was unemployed. But I was so hell-bent on the idea of I wanted to find a certain job, I wanted to do certain things, and I wanted to stay living where I was. My pride got the best of me. Now, that doesn't sound like the worst of things. It sounds like I have ambition. I had goals. Those are good things. Those are things where your pride and your self-worth are valid, but it came at a cost. And so my rent went up naturally when you sign a new lease, the rent goes up. And what happened? I had to sign a new lease and I'm paying about eleven fifty a month in rent. I'm paying an internet bill of ninety-five dollars a month. I'm paying on average in the summer, I'm paying about $130 in electric bills, mostly because of the air conditioning, you know. So I'm paying, uh, all, all, all things said, I was paying between $1,300, $1,400 a month. Now, I only pay about uh, $600 to my sister. 
and it covers the internet, it covers the gas, uh, it covers the electric, the water, uh, garbage disposal, uh, the, gar the, the garbage trucks, you know, sanitation, covers all that, 600 bucks, because her bills were a, a little bit less than what I had. But we're also talking mortgage and the insurance, the, uh, the homeowner's insurance, all that kind of stuff added on. So actually, she's getting more bang for her buck than what I was getting, okay? The difference was she now has all the responsibility, whereas me, I go to the housing office when I was, rent when I was renting, you know? And my pride was to live on my own. My pride was to be independent. My pride was to just make for it on my on my own without taking handouts. And that's what it was. When my sister offered it to me, there, it was a two-pronged reason. One, she's trying to offer something to me so it's financially better. And two, it helps her out for her finances too. So there's a selfless and a selfish reason. And it's not a negative way to say selfish. It is technically selfish, but it wasn't wrong for her to try to find a roommate that she could trust that would pay their fair share of the bills, you know? And that's what it was. My, my case, though, my pride was saying, live on your own. Just do it. Just deal with it. Don't take the hand out, you know? Since living at, moving to my sister's, um, I started moving in March, completely out of the place at March because my, my lease ended in April. And I've been living at my sister's now for almost, yeah, okay, April, June, July, yeah, um, April, May, June. Why, I want to screw that up. Almost four months I've been living there permanently and life's good I've talked about it life's pretty good now you know she works a lot of time when I'm off I work a lot of time she's off um, you know she's got the so I, I've got my independence and my peace we even if we were working the same days we don't bother each other too much we chat here or there but that's about it we keep a good limited basis with each other you know and things are ultimately much better for me uh, she's got the two dogs, so they've become uh, very much attached to me as well, and it's great. I love it, you know, and I hate the fact that I didn't do this a year before. My God, that guy's piping under his car is falling off. He's got to get that taken take a look at. Um, yeah, so I just saw that. Uh, my pride got the best of me, okay? I'm now going from thirteen to $1,400 a month in those bills. To where now I only pay six hundred a month. That's a eight. That's a seven hundred dollar savings at minimum. Okay. Now what am I doing? I finally paid off my credit card. I put the money back. I put money back on the credit card because I switched my auto insurance. I finally left my auto insurance company. I had the time to think about that for the investments. I should have done it sooner, but I did that. I got investments. I put into my retirement. I just raised on my retirement. All these kind of things. This is pride in a good way. Is because I'm trying to look towards towards my future, to my retirement. All these other things. I put money where I want it to be, and I've got the comfort to do it. I'm not having the penny pinch on the least amount. Now again, I'm trying to make the point that this is not a financial episode. This is a psychological, sociological. That's what reality check is. But I'm trying to get you guys into my emotional mindset, my psychology. I can finally do all these things because I swallowed my pride, okay? I swallowed my pride to be able to go move in at my sister's and realizing what I wish, why did I not do this earlier? Because my leases, the, a lot of places, what my housing office did and a lot of places will do here in the U.S., leases will go for 13 months. That way it, it does a full year and an extra month, okay? Personally, I would have preferred 14 because I, 13, I'm not the most superstitious, but, you know, 13, 13, you know what I'm saying? 
So, but the uh, 13 months, $700 a month minimum in savings. Think about that. If I had moved in the year earlier, I would have been saving at 10 months, minimum of 7,000, because seven to $800 a month, 7,000, tack on two more months, which is 1,400. At a minimum, I, was, I'd be, I would have saved $8,400 for the year. My pride costed me $8,400 for that year, 8,400. Okay, and the lease was 13 months actually. So let's tack on another 700, $9,100. Near five figures, ten thousand dollars, ninety-one hundred dollars. In fact, it was over thirteen hundred. It was over thirteen hundred dollars a month in bills. So we take those dollars and cents and everything. We probably could add an easy five, six hundred dollars on top of that, which would be borderlining ten thousand dollars. My pride costed me that. <laughs> Two of the things I've learned in this last year. Well, one of the things I've learned years back, you know, because and I'm not going to get political, but one thing I've talked because I've looked at this when it came to taxes, is I would equate things to time. Look at a clock, and that's a good thing, you know. That's I'm just mentioning. That's a, pre, a little little clippy, okay. But that's the thing. Like I've equated things to time. You know, we're wasting time. How much time have we wasted on these things here or there? So I've equated that. Now I've learned even more so the meaning of valuing things by the dollar. Put a price tag on something. You can use a price tag as well by a clock. Price does not have to just be dollars and cents, uh, pounds and pence, uh, pesos and centavos. No, it could be minutes and seconds. You know, do those two things and figure out what it is. Put that value on. And that will help you figure out things much more. I lost about $10,000 almost. We just did the math right here in the last couple of minutes on that decision alone. Let me give another example of how my pride costed me money. Um, but at the same time, in the long run, it's working out because of the job I got now. So, you know, take how you view it. But it still came at a cost. Um, when I lost my job, I lost my previous job because... I did not want to become what I considered to be corrupt. My boss wanted us to do things that we weren't supposed to be doing. It wasn't a crime. Don't be thinking that, everybody. But because it was against the things we were supposed to be doing and saying, we're not supposed to do this, we're not supposed to do that, it, to me, it's like I'm not going to dig into that. And what happened? Right before my probation was up, my boss let me go. One of the senior guys in the job, he was saying, I ain't got nothing to worry about. You're going to finish your probation. You're overworrying. You're overthinking. Because he was under the same mindset as me because he's much more seasoned than our boss. So it would be really hard for them to try to get rid of him. But what happened? My boss got rid of me. So I had to uh, face facts. You know, I, there was that. Uh, and again, before anybody's thinking, like I said, I'm not saying anything I was doing was a crime. Okay? Or my boss, I should say. But I wasn't doing those things. It's like, these are the things we're not supposed to do. You want us to do it. I'm not doing that. And so I lost my job. And it was a good paying job. It made, it made more on the hour than my current job, but there was no overtime. So I'm actually lucking out. Um, what else do you call it? I, um, so then I'm unemployed. Now, I spent a number of those months unemployed. I was unemployed for about six months. I spent a number of those months uh, doing campaigns and stuff. It was the election cycle, the midterm elections, and I was enjoying myself. But what did that do? I had to rack up on my credit card because I was doing that. 
I had the pride and ego, not ego in this case, I'd say. I mean, maybe you could say it, but it was pride and enough hope for me that not once did I apply for unemployment or food stamps or anything like that. And I'm not knocking those things. I'm not trying to knock them, you know. You pay into the system your whole life. It's there for you. But for me, so I'm not knocking. You know, when I first got out of the Army, I, I, I took unemployment until I got my first job out of the Army, okay? I mean, so, I mean, I'm not even speaking as a hypocrite. I did it myself. But this time around, I didn't want to take unemployment. I didn't want to take food stamps. One reason, I'll say, was because I was hoping, uh, I was doing all the campaigning and the events, and I enjoyed that, and I was hoping to get picked up by a campaign for a full-time job. And I was offered one, but I did, it was late enough in, I didn't want to do that, and their quarter requirements were pretty high, that it was like, you know, it's going to turn away from a hobby and a labor of love into a job in this case in a way that I'm just going to hate it and want to quit after a few weeks. So I'd rather do the way that I'm doing it of hitting so many on a voluntary basis, you know what I mean? I was I was being productive, but I didn't think I was going to meet the numbers that they needed to justify paying me, and I didn't want to lose the, the passion, you know? So it was all stuff like that. So if uh, by me doing all those kind of stuff, I was not looking for a job. I mean, I was, but I wasn't at the same time, you know what I mean? I was looking in those rounds, but down here in Florida, you apply for unemployment, you have to put in for jobs. And every two weeks, you have to show what jobs you put in for. You need to show the paperwork, of, or at least in this case, it's like, hey, submission, here's the paperwork, and here's what I applied for, stuff like that, you know? Um, I, I, if I, But if I'm applying for them, and if any of them offers me a job, I can't turn it down as well. That's, part of the, that's one of the other rules with unemployment in Florida. So I didn't want to apply for a job and risk that. At the same time, there's another thing about my pride. Now, that wasn't necessarily the negative way, you know, because I had a certain pathway I wanted to go, and so that makes sense. But now here's another one. My mom would get on me, why don't you put in for this job, or why don't you put in for that? My dad would do that too, you know. Why don't you put in for a job, you know, at, uh, at the company with your sister? You know, you could do it easily. You know the stuff. You'll make promotion. You'll become, you know, become a, uh, you'll become a super, a shift supervisor in no time. You know, you know this stuff. You're gonna, you'll be, you'll probably end up becoming like her boss's son. Now, the company, they're very strict about making sure his family doesn't work together. But, you know, it could have been like that. You know, as the argument's sake, it was he, he was getting at. So he was telling me that. My mom's telling me to put in for stuff like Home Depot or Lowe's. Because my mom has never had a high-paying job. And my mom has never had any major accomplishments. I love my mom. I love my mom. But my mom did not graduate from college. She never attended college. She actually didn't even graduate from high school. She had dropped out and then got, got her GED after we moved to Florida. I didn't know this until I was an adult. You know? I, I, I didn't know. So... What do you call it? Um, come on, stupid traffic. So I didn't expect all that, but I. So my mom's telling me putting for these jobs, and the way I saw it was, I've got all this background on my resume. I've got all this education and training. I'm. I have worked hard enough to where I can. I can say I deserve a job that pays definitely more than ten dollars an hour. You know, that's pride, and ego at the same time ego of saying my worth, pride of saying I'm not going to put in for these kind of jobs. And my mom would get mad because she's like, what's what's dishonorable about it? I'm like, it's not that they're dishonorable. It's that I've worked hard enough to where I shouldn't ha I don't want to do those jobs. 
But my mom's thinking was, well, it pays more than what you're paying right now, which is true. But there is also the problem of you can put in for a job and get the job. And then now you, you apply for other jobs in the future. You treat this as a temporary job. They see on your resume you did that job. They have a good idea of how much that job pays. So if they find out, hey, he left that, he had that job. Now he put in for a job that he's currently working and he's making, you know, $10, $11 an hour. So we would normally pay $19 an hour, but because of uh, that, we know anything will be a plus for him. We could all offer him $15 an hour. You know what I'm saying? That was my mindset. That was my pride and a touch of ego involved. Now let's put the price in dollars for that. I was unemployed for six months. Now we look at the amount that I was being paid at the time for the job, my previous job, which was 18 and change an hour. Okay. Easily every month I was bringing home about, I'd say about $2,500 a month after taxes. Okay. Easily. 25, 28. It's been a while. I can't remember. But that's how much I was paying. I was getting paid. And so for, let's just say, let's just say, the sake of the argument, $2,500. $2,500 a month times two is five grand times three for six months is 15,000. So I was unemployed for 15,000. Me not wanting to listen to my boss on a couple of things costed me about roughly $15,000 after taxes. Had I put in for a lesser paying job, like I was thinking, like my mom was wanting me to do, which could have been a 10 an hour, that would have put me not as low. I probably would have lost out on still a negative of, let's see, if it was 15,000, 10, like that, a little over, 7,500, I'll call it eight, uh, about $6,000 loss. So by being unemployed, it was a $6,000 loss. Now let's tack on another thing. I racked up on my credit card. And while, what did I do? For the, for the time I was unemployed, plus the first couple of months when I was only making so much, having to use my credit card, I racked up to $8,000. Okay, so let's think about that. I racked up $8,000 on my credit card. I just mentioned that had I taken a $10 an hour job, um, roughly I would have had still $6,000 in debt. I mean, $6,000 uh, of a loss, which is better than the $15,000 loss compared to my previous, uh, what I had for being unemployed from my last job. But now notice that the math from $15,000 to six thousand no wait, no 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 if it was eight thousand so it's seven thousand dollars so yeah seven thousand dollars would have been still a loss but it would have been less than the fifteen thousand being unemployed okay for that cut I never had I taken a job at ten dollars an hour would have been eight thousand dollars I would have not used my credit card at all realistically I probably would use it for a little but not too much okay so I I I would not have had to pay for my credit card, which was $8,000 in debt in the end. That right there is another price, okay? So by me not moving to my sister's a year earlier, that cost me $10,000. By me not taking a job even at $10 an hour for those six months, I lost out. Had I taken that job, I lost out on $8,000. Uh, that I could have saved, uh, which would have been better than nothing, you know what I mean? So I would not have had my credit card, and I would have been $10,000 in the plus. That's pride in dollars, everybody. 
That's pride in dollars right there you're looking at. That right there is a difference of what? $18,000. Okay? I mean, and we could talk up even more the fact of me if I just listen to my boss. If I just listen to my boss, that's $15,000 that I would not have lost out on for that time of unemployment, which would have not included me having to take out $8,000 on my credit card. I would not, and that was so that right there would have been a plus of $7,000 because I would have, my job was closer to where I lived at the time. I moved to that place because I was closer to my job. So I would not have had any reason to move to my sisters, you know. So I, that would have still been a plus of $7,000. So now we look at it and just showed, had I moved to my sisters when I took the current job and when I was unemployed and eventually took this job, I would have had $10,000 more, which would have paid up the, the, uh, the credit card and that would have left me with a net positive of 2000 you know, I mean, it's it's not as much as compared to living down there and paying and stuff like that. But you know what? Where I live is financially better. It's cheap. The cost of living is cheaper. It's calmer. I enjoy where I, I enjoy living where in the community that I live. I miss the city that I used to live in. I, I used to live in a nice town. Um, so there's a plus and negative. But I just showed right there all that math and it's all chaotic how I just did it. But that's pride in dollars right there. We can, you can, we can also use pride in time, as I mentioned before. And we can do that kind of math. And right now, trying to think off the top of my head, it's hard to do stuff like that. Um, pride in time is actually a bit more specific because you got you to actually do the math of how much time and effort you put into something or lack of time and perp that you put in for stuff. You know, it's the same argument as when we're talking like uh, laziness. Ego, pride, um, love, passion, all these different things. Sometimes you have a passion that you love so much that you put a lot of time into it. And you could have put the time to other stuff. But maybe it was a good passion. Maybe it was a good, a great one, a beneficial one. Whether it's financially beneficial or emotionally and mentally better. You know, you just got to figure out the price like that. But I didn't do that, did I? No. I had to... I had to do what I did and now I'm in a spot that things are going much better for me I'm in a I'm in a sweet spot my probation's almost up with my job I'm looking forward to that being done with that be calmer a bit more relaxed because I still feel like I'm walking on some eggshells in my job I've gotten really good with my bosses um they're big fans of me they want to see me once I'm done with probation start do, putting in for extra you know, extra specialized training and eventually look at promotion. They see good hopes for me. So I'm, I'm happy for that. I'm at a spot where I'm financially in the green. You know, I paid off my credit card. I'm paying off my car. I just, by switching on insurance, I just got a paycheck. I just got a back pay from my old insurance company. I just applied that to my car. I just got my overtime check for my job and I'm going to apply that to my car today as well. Those two things alone are about uh, going to be paying off another five hundred dollars towards my my car payment. I mean, towards my car loan. I'm looking at another easy unemployment. Oh my god, not unemployment overtime check uh, in the next month for the amount that I've already put in, and God knows how much more I'm going to be putting in in the coming weeks. 
that all this money, that's the other thing I've done, is that my overtime checks are going to go pay off my car. And I'm getting closer and closer. That's the only, the last major debt that I have, the last major debt that I have is my car. And it's, it's, and it's glorious. I love all that. I love the fact that I'm finally not having to have a care in the world with my debt. You know what's going to be my biggest bill after I pay off my car? <laughs> I mean, after I pay off my car, my, my biggest bill is going to be my auto insurance. Because I pay six months in full. But even outside of that, we even it out to a monthly amount for how much it's going to be for those six months. And I just missed the green light. And I got a red light. Thank you to that guy on the motorcycle because I kept distance for your safety. I'm not mad at him too much, but the guy pulled slow. And, you know, but what do you know? You know, safety. It's a red light. Can I really get that mad at a red light for God's sakes? <laughs> but that's the thing we got to look at is I'm looking at my finances and that's how great it is. My car insurance is going to be the biggest bill that I have. And but that my biggest official bill is my going to be my my car insurance. Um, I treat a lot of the things I do that I put away in savings and investment. I treat those as bills. I treat them as a bill, and by doing that, I build up as well because I'm making it a requirement. When you treat it as a bill, it's a requirement. When you treat it as a regular thing that you want to do, sometimes you don't do it. You know, I was thinking in my head, I wanted to do dollar for dollar, take my um, my overtime check and put it towards the car. I started thinking, maybe I'll keep 20 bucks or something. But you know what? I need to treat it as a requirement. I need to treat that money as a requirement, as a bill. I mean, my car payment, I mean, it's not my normal monthly car payment. I still got my monthly car payment. So this is not a normal bill. But the fa fact is, it's still part of the capital. It's still part of the greater bill, which is my car loan. So I need, I want to pay that off sooner. And by doing that, I'll be in much better of the green for that. Literally green because it's dollars. I'll pay for money is uh, painted green. So, well, printed, not painted. Haha. Uh -huh. um, God, I've only gone a half hour so far. That's amazing. I'm going to be at the coffee shop in the next 10 minutes. So, yeah, this will probably roughly be a 45 minute episode. Um, and I'm already still trying to stretch it out. <laughs> but, and this is the thing I hate. I'm using it by being live and on my phone is I can't get the updates to see the chat and see what people are saying if there's any questions. So I apologize I can't look like that and see what the updates are from you guys. So, you know, yeah, it's the best I can do, guys. Uh, I guarantee you after I'm done with the broadcast, I can refresh and then take a look and see what you guys said. But I'm doing so much better that my confidence is doing even better. My pride is going good. And I'm, I'm keeping my ego in check, you know, because pride and ego and confidence, they all mix together. They're all different ways. Pride is a, is a self-value. Confidence is your confidence. It's, it's, your, it's your pride of in your ability to get something done or whatever it may be. Ego is overconfidence and will lead to so much more. You know, ego, what's the saying? Don't. Uh, let your uh, was it don't you you're letting your ego write checks your body can't cash, you know ego is overconfidence so you're writing bigger checks than the money you have, confidence is spending the right amount or less, 
You know, maybe you can, maybe you see something and you're confident you could buy because you know you got so much more money. Pride is you, it's like ego in that you know this is eating away at your money. And ego is writing checks more than you have. Pride is you writing a check knowing you can afford it right now, but you know it's going to be eaten up and eventually, and you know, you're going to be facing facts and you'll be down to zero. The biggest difference I think with pride and ego is when you know you are down to zero, your pride will stop and you and you just ate yourself away and you got no money, you're broke, you're, you're nothing at that point in your mindset and your pride lets you wither down to that. Your ego sees the zero and goes, oh yeah, I'm going to make it back, no problem, let's take a $5,000 loan, I'll pay, it, I'll pay it back and then you can't pay it back and then it's like, you know, so now you got to write forged checks and so now I'm going off the deep end but you get what I'm saying, you know what I'm saying? But it's like, that's what it was. And so when I'm listening to Dave Ramsey's show every so often, and when I'm listening to the clips I was just listening to, like I just re-watched or listened. I re-listened to the clip on YouTube on his seven baby steps. And that's a good thing to look at for everybody. I listened in on his clip about the benefits and the costs of uh, getting a home on the comparison between renting and owning a home. And it was making me think, you know, talk about pride and everything and what we do and all, and all that stuff. And he pointed out the idea. I think that what clicked it in my head, the one spot that really clicked it in my head when I was listening that made me feel like, yes, this is how this episode, this is, I knew I wanted to do an episode on pride. I've done an episode on ego, but how can I make it different? And then it clicked me on pride and dollars. He talked about how you have these kids in their 20s that they go off and they just get a big house. They go and buy a house. They take a big loan. They can't really afford it. Their credit's not that great. They got a high interest amount and they can afford the monthly payments, but they didn't budget the right way. And so now they're getting it with an oversized uh, mortgage that a payment that they have to that they have to do every month to where they are hurting. And it's like, why didn't I see this before? Well, because you were a dumb young idiot who didn't bother to actually take a look at stuff. And that's what made me realize pride in dollars. Because their pride was, I got a house. I own a house now. Look at this. Look at all my, all my friends, my people, my co-workers. I just bought a house, a $200,000 house. Well, how much did you put down? Oh, um, about 5000 So wait a minute. How the hell were you able to get a loan for $195,000? And how are you going to pay that back in 30 years? You realize how much money that's going to cost you? Can you... Can you, uh, you could probably afford it, but did you budget? Did you do the math? And that's what it is. You know, like Dave Ramsey points out, put in enough in savings. If you can afford to buy a house, $100 up front, just buy it, pay it in full, that's the best thing. He, he wants that. But if you can't, he pointed out, for example, the best thing you want is a fixed rate 15-year mortgage, not a 30-year, a 15-year mortgage that costs you, that's a fixed rate, so it doesn't change, and it's at it's at an amount that's no more than a quarter of your monthly take home. How much money do you take home every month? No more than a quarter of that. But people's pride gets the best of them and their ego at the same time, and say, "I'm going to get a house, and I don't care," you know. And it costs them. It, it costs them hard. And so people need to swallow their pride and go, "Not a house yet." I swallowed up my pride to move in with my sister, and you know what? I wish I'd done it a year earlier.
I really do. My finances would have been so much better. I would have been much happier sooner. You know, I, I, I realize this now. I truly realize my mistake. And I don't regret it. You know, Kevin Hart did a bit one time uh, at the very beginning of his uh, Madison Square, Square Gardens uh, special. You know, let me explain. <clears throat> um, was it let me explain or was it the other one? Um, not here's what happened. No, I, I think it was let me explain. And he said um, when he, he got divorced and... Um, he, he talked about the stuff like the reason why he cheated and he goes like one problem he's got is he lies a lot and he talked about like why they got him and his wife got divorced he goes uh, that's a lie I cheated he goes yes I cheated I was wrong you know he goes do, do, do I regret it no no I don't do I wish I could take it back no no I don't he goes you know why you can't learn as a man you know and, and the reason why he said it like this I mean he's speaking as guys for us but I think this truly happens even more for guys than girls because Let's just face it, women are smarter than us guys. You know, we're the, the reason why guys always tend to be the ones that come up with these famous or infamous events or these inventions is because we're crazy enough to get shot or shocked or bitten or whatever to come up with these crazy ideas. Women are smarter than us overall. So they don't need to learn as much as us when it comes to this. And that was what he said was, you can't learn you can't learn as a man without making mistakes. Women learn without having to make a mistake. They, they learn from their mistakes too, just like us. But they're much smarter than us that they don't need to make a mistake to learn. We, on the other hand, have to make mistakes. And that's what it is, is that I don't regret the path that I took because I learned from it and I'm doing so much better now. And I'm glad it happened now. I'm 31 years old. My God. I'm 31 years old and I learned this. What happens if I held out? And what happens if uh, maybe this happened five years down the road? Being 36 years old and living with my sister? Come on. Now my pride's coming back in again. I have a notion of that and saying that's just horrific. You know, I love my sister. But I'm just saying, you know, like that. But imagine if I was 36, 35 years old. Because I moved into my sister's when I was... Um, no, I, I was 31 years old. I moved... Okay, if I was 36 years old and I had to do all this, that's five years that I would not have learned all this. Now I'm doing so much better financially. I'm putting even more into my investments, more into my savings, more into other stuff, more into silver, because that's my investment as well. And it's because I had to learn it and, because, and it's because I swallowed my pride. You know, I'm doing so much stuff now that I hadn't been doing in the last year as much because I, I dealt with other bills and stuff. And now I've got less bills and I can afford to do things and I can afford to relax and be happy. And I was happy at the time, don't get me wrong. I mean, I was a pessimist still, but overall I was happy with the light, with my living, you know, um, where I was living, what I was doing. I mean, it wasn't the best in something. The, the place I lived at was a good place. The town is wonderful. You know, so where I was living was good. I was happy for that part. So that's why I want to clarify. The pessimist overall was one thing for me personally. But where I was living, that I was happy on that. But by doing what I'm doing now, 
it, it's so much better and I swallowed my pride in order to do it and I got the pride in dollars I did the math for you guys earlier and we could figure out a whole new net pl pl uh, plus or something you know I got too many morals, I got too much pride in myself, I got this, I got that, and sometimes those things cost you. Maybe you quit your job, maybe you get fired from a job. I got fired from my last job because I wasn't going to do the things that my boss wanted us to do because we weren't supposed to do it. And it's like, I want to, no, this is immoral to me. Uh, not really immoral, but you get the, the theme is there, you know what I mean? And it cost me my job because I had another guy tell me not to worry about it. You're fine. You shouldn't have to be doing that crap. And it happened because I was on probation and my the other guy wasn't because he'd been in the job for about 16 years. So he had tenure, you know. Um, it cost me, uh, which was uh, I, but I stuck to my grounds and I don't regret that part. You know, I can look back at that boss and I will never have any faith in them. I will never trust them if I ever see them again, you know, because I know what the, the crap that they do. Again, there was no crimes or nothing. So when I say this stuff, don't be thinking of people think like, oh my God, this is, no, 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 not that. Just, we weren't supposed to do that and yada, yada, bullshit, bullshit. But I learned from that. I learned from my time being unemployed. I learned so much more with balancing. I've never been a fan of credit cards and yet I use my credit cards so much while being unemployed, you know. It's just, it's just, a, it was amazing in a bad way what I had done at that time. But I learned from it and now here I am. My credit card is paid off. My car will be paid off in the, in, in the, by the end of the year at the rate that I'm going. My plan is to have enough money into savings that I will be able to uh, double almost my savings what my savings account currently is, that's going to be my next big thing. And I'm hoping to have that doubled up. And that's because of all the hard work and most importantly, the education. The educational experience that I've gotten these last two years have set me on this course. And a big reason for this all happening was because I swallowed my pride, I put my ego to the side, and... I, you would think that that means I had to let my confidence go down and face some facts. And uh, for a second there, when I first got this job, my confidence was pretty low. But it's a new job. And that, that happens. You know what I'm saying? I mean, you, you're going to get that at a new job. Your confidence is going to be low. Because, hey, hey, one, you're in a new environment. Two, you're the new guy. Three, you haven't done this job. Or oh, it's been a minute. Because this job that I'm doing now, I've done some of it in the past and stuff, yada, yada. But... It's, it's completely different from my last job. Completely different. And so my confidence was going to be lower because I hadn't done this kind of stuff in a long time. So that happens. But the truth is my confidence is so much higher now than when I had my last job. It's amazing, you know? The only thing that's different is I'm not in a relationship. I'm single. When I had my last job, I was dating my ex. And I took us on a trip to Costa Rica. You know? So there's that. Uh... In fact, I was with my ex when I got the phone call for the job offer, so that's for my last job, so go figure. Um, I gotta keep popping my ears, I'm sorry. But my confidence is so much more now than when I had my last job that it's beautiful and it's made me even happier. 
Sometimes I'm not too happy in my job. I'm kind of content. You know, it goes back to the Chris Rock theme. This is not my job. This is my career. And that's what he talked about when it came to stand-up comedy. But for me, this is my job. It's not my career. I can make a career out of the job. But the biggest difference he also said was happiness. If it's something that you are truly happy with doing, that you love doing, that you're passionate about doing, it's a career from the get-go. Now, you can make a career out of a job, and it's still a job. You know what I'm saying? This job that I got, I can I can make a career out of. I'm planning on making a decent career out of because I can get a vesting out of it, and depending on how long I do, make a full pension. But it's still going to be a job. I'm making a career out of the job while still being a job. You know, I've got other hobbies that I enjoy that I could possibly maybe move into those one day and it will be a career because it's a hobby of love that I know how to do it in a way to make it a career. But I'm dealing with the security of my job, the the benefits of my job, the payment. So there's, there's, a, there's a lot less variables with my job compared to taking some of those hobbies of love and turning them into a career. You know what I'm saying? And so I'm letting my pride, like my pride wants me to take some of those hobbies and go full out. You know, like if I had the money, I would want to make, I, at one time guys with this podcasting, you know, I was doing four episodes a week of different shows and it was at the point where like, I want to make a full career in podcasting, you know, and it, it helped burn me out. It burnt me out a lot, you know, and, uh, this I'm turning back into a hobby. And that's good to keep it as a hobby. As long as I keep it a hobby, I'm golden. Because I can enjoy it so much more. There's a lot less pressure. There's always going to be some responsibilities with with a hobby. Depending on what it is. Now for me, it's providing content for you guys. Talking to you guys and making sure you guys are getting something. If you want to be fans of our network, you got to get content. You know, what is it that Paul Heyman said when he talked about the choke points of business? For, in this case, wrestling. Money, content, distribution. I have added the fourth one of reputation. Okay? But for us, we, we, with the infrastructure we have for the podcasting, we have the money to afford it. Uh, thanks to Papa Dave getting us on 25 different platforms and the other stuff we had done, we've got the distribution. The most important thing is providing the content if we're going to do this. You know, you can't be a podcast network if you don't have content. And as that. But at the same time, it's a hobby content in this case. The content is a hobby of mine. And I enjoy this. And I enjoy talking to people, uh, obviously. And I enjoy doing all this with you guys. And I want to keep doing it again on a better basis. And so my pride is there. Now, my pride is and ego are not taking over to the point that I'm saying I want to do this full-time as a full-time job. I can't afford it, okay? I've got a decent pension from the military. It's not going to afford a full life to be able to do this all the time. And I, and I can't do it all the time while doing my current job. My work schedule is a rotating schedule, and so that, that changes things every so often to where I can't do a fixed time, realistically, and I need sleep. <laughs> uh, pretty major. You know, I'm actually kind of tired right now, and i got a decent sleep uh, last night, so go figure. So I'm actually pulling up to the coffee shop right now. We're coming at 48 minutes, so go figure. Uh, a little longer than I thought. 
but I figured it was probably going to turn around for that case. So, um, figure out your pride level, guys, and you want to balance that. See, pride is is can have more negative than pride can can include negativity when you compare to confidence and ego. Confidence and ego really doesn't have negativity on yourself. Now, you could seem so selfish and maniacal that it, it's negative towards other people. But to you yourself, ego does not include negativity. Confidence does not really include negativity. Pride can, because you'll have so much pride that you'll face negativity, you'll recognize negativity, you'll admit it's negativity, but still do something. And that's what it was for me when I signed my lease for the second time, was I was sucking it up. I was dealing with those stuff because my pride was I had to live on my own. But then I swallowed up my pride, moved up to my sister's. It's so much closer to my job anyway, my my current job. You know, like my uh, with my current job when I was living down south, I was having to leave the house at five o'clock for a seven o'clock job, so I could beat traffic. Now, I leave a half hour early, and that's just giving me space to be there early still because I live ten minutes away, and it's so beneficial for me. So I swallowed my pride in a way, but now things are doing so much better that I should have done it. You know, it was, I didn't see the true benefit. I didn't recognize the benefit. I didn't realize, hey, this would be better for me. I knew in some ways it'd be better for me. I knew that. But I didn't realize how much autonomy and independence I'd have and how things would be better at my sister's than what it is now. You know, had I recognized that, I would have done this much sooner. But the problem was it's something I couldn't recognize until I'd seen it firsthand. And it's not like I was going to camp out at our house for a week just to get a feel. No. It was I had to move. So I benefited from it. So we're coming at 50 minutes. I'm getting out of here. Keep following us. Keep checking out, seeing updates. Listen to us when we come live. This next month's going to be a little bit interesting, uh, pretty interesting, as we figure out what our rebranding is and everything else. So I hope you guys enjoyed this uh, impromptu uh, reality check. Like I said, guys, a lot of things you can measure out in dollars and minutes. You know, dollars and cents, minutes and seconds. Figure it out. And sometimes things will work out so much better, you don't realize it. But, so, you know, they always say weigh out the pros and cons. Sometimes you got to figure out that there are more pros than even you'll realize. And sometimes there's pros that you think are not going to be there. You recognize, but you don't think they're going to be there. And they're there. And that's what happened for me. So, talk to you guys later.